0: You like that? That uh, God would like to just leave a parting word with us this morning. The Book of Jeremiah, chapter thirty-eight, verse eight says. Verse six says. So they took Jeremiah and cast him into the dungeon of Malachi, or Malachi the king's son, which was in the court of the prison, and they let Jeremiah down with ropes. And in the dungeon there was no water, but mire. So Jeremiah sank in the mire. Now, Obad, e, excuse me. Now, Ebed Melech, the Ethiopian, one of the eunuchs who was in the king's house, heard that he had put Jeremiah in the dungeon. When the king was sitting at the gate of Benjamin, Ebed Melech went out of the king's house and spoke to the king, saying, "My lord, the king, these men have done evil in all that they have done to Jeremiah the prophet." whom they have cast into the dungeon, and he is likely to die from hunger in the place where he is. For there is no more bread in the city. Then the king commanded Ebed-Melech the Ethiopian, saying, Take from here 30 men with you, and lift Jeremiah the prophet out of the dungeon before he dies. So Ebed-Melech took the men with him and went into the house of the king under the treasury and took from there old clothes and old rags and let them down by ropes into the dungeon to Jeremiah. Then Abed-Melech the Ethiopian said to Jeremiah, please put these old clothes and rags under your armpits under the ropes. And Jeremiah did so. So they pulled Jeremiah up with ropes and lifted him out of the dungeon. And Jeremiah remained in the court of the prison. Amen. I want to talk to you about old rags and worn out clothes this morning. Praise God. They had to take scraps and leftovers. Anybody ever had to take scraps and leftovers? Now, down here in the South, leftovers is not you know, a bad thing. We like leftovers down here. But in this case, it was, you know, it was a bunch of just pieces of cloth and worn out garments and things. And that's what they used. But God's people have always been about making something out of nothing. That's kind of what our God does, you know. In Egypt, the children of Israel made bricks out of mud and straw and a whole lot of determination. You can talk about some of our grandparents probably who made quilts, stitching together leftover pieces of material and it kept us warm at night with those ragged fragments. But God's people are a people who know how to rise, to climb, and to lift someone up with them while they're coming up. Anybody here whose enemies have ever kind of thrown you into a cistern, a dungeon, a pit, and just waited on you to die? You understand what I'm talking about? Just kind of left you for dead? threw you under the bus and just kind of sit on the side of the road waiting for you to die there. I think they forgot about Jeremiah, but I know that God did not forget about Jeremiah. The truth is that truth will triumph. And you ought to take a stand on the side of truth. When other prophets were lying and saying everything is going to be good, everything's going to be fine, don't you worry about nothing, king. Don't you worry about nothing, nation. Jeremiah was speaking truth to power. Jeremiah was standing up and telling them the honest truth uh, that summer was over And winter was well nigh, one of his prophecies said. Uh, We're going into a winter season. We're going into a bad time. It's going to be cold. It's going to be tough. And the things that the false prophets were prophesying, they couldn't deliver on. But Jeremiah told them the truth. In fact, it's Jeremiah 8 and 20. He said, the harvest is past the summer is ended and we are not saved when you speak truth like that it will put you in crosshairs there are people who will not appreciate your candor and your spiritual sensitivity and willingness to let God speak things that do not always sound like a pardon. That's just the way it is. There were people that were angered and very upset by the things that Jeremiah was saying. One reason why it didn't line up with what they had been saying. And so they were going to shut him up. They were going to silence him. They were going to stick him in a, a, an old cistern. They were going to put him down in a hole in the ground and shut him up and just leave him there till he died. Now Jeremiah was a brilliant man. God worked through Jeremiah's mind, and he spoke what God gave him. But you know, when you read like Amos, who was a cowboy prophet, it didn't sound like Jeremiah. And God can use you with your own voice. God wants to use you. He don't want you to be some other voice. He's given you a voice and God can speak through that voice. Amen. But in spite of Jeremiah's brilliance that he no doubt had, he was sinking in a pit. Because in the bottom of this old cistern, there was... There was not water There was mud There was mire And he was sinking in that mire In spite of his brilliance and know-how And all of that stuff He was sinking But God raised up And I say God give us A generation Of Ebed Melech What a name But this man rose up and said something needs to be done. Amen. God wants to do some powerful things through us. But the first thing we have to do is be available to God. Do you hear me this morning? We got to be available to God. God can use you. God can use you in times like just a few moments ago in prayer There. God can use you in times of worship. I believe God used Brother Thomas this morning while ago. Amen. Yeah. Amen? I need a little inspiration. And there's probably some of y'all that need a whole lot of inspiration. But a little, whoo! Woke us up. Amen? This is that supposed to be woke generation. Well, wake up this morning. You're in the house of God. The king of glory is coming. Lift up your heads, O oh, ye gates. The king of glory is coming. Amen? And, and it's, it was time to worship. And we worshiped. And thank God for folks that's willing to be used. But you've got to be available for God to use you. The question is not whether you're able. It's whether you're available. Because if you're available, God is able. able. That's a tongue twister. I'll say it again. The question is not, "Are you able?" The question is, "Are you available? Because if you are available, God is able. Amen. 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 I hope ain't nobody sitting here this morning acting like and you, you, uh, you've earned all of this God can use you if you'll be available. Amen. You'll make yourself available. Amen. God needs somebody to lift Jeremiah out of the pit, out of the well. You've got to be willing to take some risk on behalf of truth and righteousness. That man told the truth. And, and this dear brother, Evan, he, he, uh, he said something got to be done. I might get in trouble for this, but I'm going after it something's gotta be done. Amen. Amen, there's a brother that's in trouble. There's somebody that's sinking in mine. Amen. And and, and they've been a blessing to us and they've been a blessing to the nation and, 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 and they will be a blessing to somebody else, but they've got to be brought out of the pit and so something has to be done about this. The men who had thrown Jeremiah into that pit were ruthless and they were evil. And I'm gonna be honest with you today. There is evil present in the world. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Against principalities, powers, rulers of spiritual darkness. There is evil at work in our world. The spirit of the Antichrist was at work even before the New Testament was finished writing. If you don't think it's working now, you're blind. Because it is working madly right now. The spirit of the Antichrist. He may not have showed up yet, but the spirit of the Antichrist is at work in the world right now. And the Bible tells us what he wants to do is wear out the saints of the Most High. That's right. Somebody's got to be willing to lift a brother up. Help a brother out. Somebody may be sinking this morning. They may feel like they're just kind of going under and just trying, maybe treading water, trying to hold, stay alive and stay above. Amen. But I believe there's somebody here today that's on the watch. There's somebody who's a watchman on the wall. There's somebody who is not afraid to take a risk and say, I'm going to step out and pray for them. I'm going to put an arm around them and tell them God loves them. And I'm just not going to give them words, but I'm going to help them up. And so, Eben was willing. He was available. And he was able, with the Lord's help, to do it. Amen. I heard a pastor talking about evil, said one time, said he said, I went off to seminary. He, he had about three degrees to his name. He was a doctor or something. He had master's and all these kind of degrees by his name, theology and all that stuff. He said, after I got out of all them seminaries and stuff he said i wasn't sure if i believed in the devil but then i started pastoring (laughs) and he said he said then i believed there was a devil i'm telling you when you look at people's lives and things that the enemy tries to do you become aware That he is going about like a roaring lion. Seeking whom he may devour. Right? And there is spiritual wickedness. Darkness in high places. Amen. And my brethren be strong in the Lord. And the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities and powers. And the rulers of darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Stand for truth today. Amen? You won't go wrong when you stand for truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness, And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praying with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Being watchful to the end with all perseverance. Amen. And supplication for all the saints. And Paul said, and for me? that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the Gospel. I'm talking about the mystery this morning. I'm talking about what's at work that people don't even realize. Amen. They're wrestling against things they don't even understand and comprehend that it is. They think they're just suffering. They think they're just down in the dumps. The truth is, they're wrestling with demonic things. It's trying to have an effect upon them. And I'm telling you today, if you let it, evil will bury you alive. Yes, yes. Evil will put you in a pit and wait for Come you on. to die. Evil will watch you sink in the mire and laugh at your calamity. But I'm here to tell you this morning there's a group of people in this building that says we're not willing to leave anybody behind. We're going after old Jeremiah. We're not go- you, you ain't staying in the pit. I don't care what evil is trying to do to you. We are coming after you. And whatever we have to pull together to make it happen, we'll do it. Amen. We're not just going to send out a posse. We're going to gather together everything we got. We may not have a lot by some folks' standards. We may not look like some of the, some of the, 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 the groups and the congregations and the churches that just seem to have it all together. But I'm going to tell you something. Amen, like Grandma's old quilt. We can grab a piece of whatever we got here and a piece of whatever we got there and we can patch something together here and go down to that pit, amen, and get over that pit. Sometimes you have to get over the pit before you can get somebody out of the pit because you're over there blinking on a lollipop and everything is good in your world. But if you get over the pit, you look down in the pit, you realize there's some folks down there that need a hand up. And if you get over the pit, amen, you can do something about it with the Lord's help. Yes, anyway. we may not have a million dollars in our bank account right now someday we will we may not have we may not have the means and all and, and, and everything we need to do to get the gospel out in our city like we really would like to do it but I'm going to tell you is that an excuse to stay where we're at I don't think so hey, man, there needs to be an evidence that gets up and says I'm going to just grab a piece here of this and I'm going to grab a piece of that Amen. Brother Mark said something the other night. Man, that was good. i got to share that with my brother or my friend down at work that's going through a tough time. We're just grabbing a piece here and grabbing a piece there. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, when we get this thing pieced together, we're going to pull somebody out of the pit. We're going to raise somebody up. Amen. They're going to go on to prophesy. They're going to go on to preach. They're going to go on to witness. They're going to go on to do what God's called them to do. And we lift them up. Amen. He said, My Lord the King, these men have done evil in all that they have done to Jeremiah the prophet. And they cast him to the dungeon. And he is likely to die from hunger in the place where he is, where there is no more bread in the city. They got some old worn out clothes. They went down to Goodwill. Sometimes the stuff you're looking for is pretty. But pretty don't help. That's right. And we just have everything pretty. I know, man, we'd be rocking and rolling, everything would be smooth, everything would be good. You can wait all day on things to get pretty. That's good. But if you'll just start grabbing what God's giving you. That's right. What God's already put out there. Come on. Hey man, I've seen some of them quilts Sister Thompson makes. Hey man, we sold one of them for a fundraiser one time or, or uh, auctioned it off or something, brought a pretty good price. It was a beautiful quilt. I've seen some of those. We've got some of those in our house. Amen. I'm telling you, it may not look much, just a piece here and just a piece there, but I'm telling you, you can. You, if, you, if you're willing, if you're brave, if you're courageous, if you're willing to stand for truth, amen, you can go get somebody. Yeah. Right. up. I've got to bring this thing to a close very quickly here, and I will. Amen. Sometimes, just old rags and worn out clothes. Reach down into a pit, and we pull somebody up. If they hadn't lifted Jeremiah out of those pit, out of that pit, we might have never heard Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, Amen. to give an expected end. Ooh, I'm glad. Uh, I, I, you might not even know no Ebed's name, and I still can't remember when I walk away from my notes. Amen. All I remember is that first part, Ebed. Amen. But I'm so I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm thankful for Ebed because of Ebed. Amen. I can know this scripture for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Amen. Woo. Jeremiah said in thirty-three and three, "Call to me, and I will answer you, and show you great and mighty things which you do not know." <laughs> Amen. Is anybody here willing to admit there's some things you don't know this morning? And you'd like for God to show you some great and mighty things that you don't yet know. Oh, the prophet Jeremiah was willing to speak speak that truth. Amen. And it's recorded for all of history and God kept it for us so that we could be encouraged and we could have an understanding and a revelation about Him that if we call to Him, He would show us great and mighty things that we don't even know. I'm going to take him up on that. I don't know about you. I made up my mind. I'm going to say, Lord, amen, show me some of those things. Some of those things I don't even know yet. Some of those things I haven't even thought of yet. Show me some of those things. Thank you, Eben. Thank you, Eben, for picking up old Jeremiah out of that pit with old rags and leftover clothes. Let's stand together this morning. Let God use whatever you have. Let Him use whatever you have. You see, that's an inspiring story when you think about it. David and his friends, thirty men the King sent with him, going down there, and in a pit that seemed hopeless getting them old scraps together and having him put them under his arms and putting those ropes down there and lifting him up out of there. And Jeremiah would live to preach. Jeremiah would live to prophesy. Jeremiah would live to give us a book of powerful truths. That's an inspiring story. A man getting over a pit and pulling somebody up. But there's an even more inspiring story in the New Testament. Because there was a man who got over the pit. He didn't just get over the pit, he went down into the pit. And when he came up out of the pit, he led captivity captive. Yes. That's right. And he had the keys of death, death, hell, and yes. the grave. Yes, Amen. <laughs> Amen. Whatever you're captive of, he's got the key to. Yes. That's right. Amen. Whatever addiction you got, the Lord has the key to off of that stuff and make your life what like he intended it to be and restore amen sanity in your life restore hope in your life restore peace in your life yes, yes. because somebody not only got over a pit but went down in the pit today yes. aren't you thankful for the lord jesus and his mercy this morning praise god amen. praise god i feel like calling on the lord today because i believe that if i'm sick if I'm discouraged, if I'm broke, if I'm defeated, it really doesn't matter where you may be at today. Amen. I know a God who healed me. I know a God who provided for me. I know a God, amen, who made a way where there seemed to be no way in my life. I'm not preaching about Old Testament. I'm not preaching about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I'm not even preaching about uh, Titus and Timothy and 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. I'm talking about, amen, First. Phillip. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Woo! Yes. yes. When God's done something for you, like Brother Thomas, you can say, Woo! Right. Yes. Woo! Yes, Lord. Jesus. God's still doing stuff. Yes. Amen. He's still doing amazing stuff. Yes, He is. Woo! Man, I got a woo in my spirit this yes. morning. Yes. I got to think about scriptures this week, going through some scriptures in my mind and, 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 and thinking about angels that, that the Lord commissioned to do different things for God's people to help them out in situations and circumstances and all that kind of stuff. I think about that. And it dawned on me that that angel's still alive. Right. Right. Woo! That'd be a good time to say, Woo! <laughs> Every one of them angels that did that stuff, when you read about that, just remember, that angel still alive. That's right. Yes. Wow. That's awesome. Ooh, that's true. That awesome. Woo! <laughs> you may be like you're in a pit this morning, but there's hope. Yes. There's help this morning. Marsh inspired me this past week telling me a plan he's got for evangelism in our city, going door to door. We're not going to ask them to come to church. We're not going to ask them for a Bible study. We're not going to tell them how great our church is. We're just going to ask them one thing. Is there anything we can pray with you for? That's right. We'd like to just pray, pray for something. If you just give us something, our church will pray for it. Amen. We're going to go to everybody in town and do that. Too. Amen. What well, we're in the business of doing. Sitting up here in the King's Gate enjoying our dainties. Or is there an evident in the house? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Hey, I'm gonna tell you something. There may be somebody down here in some house. There might be somebody down, down, down here in, in housing. There may be somebody over here in a trailer. Amen. Dad. That God's already put a call on their life to be a prophet, and they don't even realize it yet and understand it. They don't know what to do with their life right now. But God knows us when He's knitting us together in our mother's womb. Right? And, and sometimes He calls He calls people from from there. He's got a plan for your life. I believe he's got a plan for everybody's life. And everybody's got a minister in the kingdom of God. Amen. So if we could get all these people, and some odd people in this city ministering for the kingdom of God, do you know what kind of change it would make? This state would be sure. I believe the Lord's going to do a, something, a work in this city that is going to awaken folks. I believe God is going to do something in this place that is going to be revolutionary and it's going to shake up the kingdom of hell. Amen. 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 Would you lift your hands to the Lord right now and ask God to give you that ministry? Lord, let me have the ministry of heaven today. God, let me lift people. Let me locate and find folks that are sinking. Folks that are in a...